0: Hello, and thank you for supporting us for 100 great episodes here at the Navy Blue Corner. To celebrate, here is our interview with Terry Degani, the founder and creator of Blue Abroad, which is a Carlton fan channel by the fans for the fans. And just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before the unfortunate injury to Zach Williams. So there may be a bit of chatter around Zach and what he may do this season. But look, we've decided to keep it in because we still think it's a great discussion. And to be honest, you can probably just interchange names like Mitch McGovern or Jack. Martin over the top and it'll still make sense and the the point really does stand Um, but look that's going to be enough of an intro from me here is our interview with Terry Degani we hope you enjoy this is a man who almost needs no introduction fittingly he was the first person to support this podcast he's a lifeblood he's sorry he's the lifeblood of the Carlton fan community Mr. Blue Abroad himself Terry Degani Terry thanks for joining us for our 100th episode
1: it's a pleasure to be here, boys. Um, wow, 100 episodes. We're just talking about it off air. That's, <laughs> these are the little milestones along the way that, uh, that are special. So it's, um, it's an honor that you have me here for the 100th. I'm really, I'm really grateful.
0: Yeah, no, thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on. It's, it's an exciting time. We didn't think we'd get to 100, so it's nice to tick that one off. But this episode, <laughs> it's not about us. This is about you. Um, and we'd like to hear a little bit more about your life as a Carlton fan. And we're going to start with, is there a moment that you remember when you were a kid or growing up that, that made you fall in love with Carlton? Or I guess a really iconic moment that sort of stands out to you where you almost realized how much this club does mean to you, that it's a bit more than just a hobby?
2: Can start off you with a softball question. Yeah.
1: I'll give you two. So there's the first time I went to the footy. I was like four years old. It was the very first time. I don't remember a specific moment. I don't remember anything specific happening. I just remember the electricity of the crowd. Mm. We're at um, Optus Oval. We played St. Kilda. I don't even know if we won the game. But I remember this feeling that has stuck with me forever. Just, just you know, sucked mm. in. Just, you know, that feeling, the electricity in the crowd, the passion. Um, just that feeling of joy and electricity. That was probably what got me hooked. Um, and then the moment where I realized it's just more than a hobby was probably 2020. Um, so we were in lockdown and we played the dogs early in the year. We belted them. Um, and I remember crying after the game because I'm like, oh my God, we're here. (laughs) We've arrived and I'm not even going to be there to watch it. (laughs) So that's the first time I think I've admitted that as well.
0: (laughs) Well, that's good. Now that's, yeah. I mean like those moments, I know like for myself, just thinking back, being a fan as a kid, there was something special about Princes park like walking into that i just, there's so many games that i probably can't even tell you who we were playing i probably was too young to even really understand what was going on on the field but i don't know, just being there with this atmosphere where it was like 99 carlton supporters everyone just having a good time i don't know there was something about that that definitely for me as well i can totally relate to that just being that moment where you go like, i just want to be here every week there's something about this atmosphere that isn't replicated in many things in life It's just so much
1: fun no, absolutely. It's a special It's a special family to be a part of. It's funny because like, I don't know about you guys, I go a little insane this time of the year. I really, really mm. miss the footy. Okay, it's part mm-hmm. of like my identity. And then the footy comes around and then by about around 15, 16, just so far deep in the rabbit hole that you go insane. Um, so yeah, I'm working on the balance.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking myself back now to like my first game that I would have gone to. And I think the only player that I knew was Captain Carlton. I remember that, <laughs> that was my favorite player at the time. I was like, the man doing the cartwheels and the backflips. Do you have a favorite player? Like, who was the first favorite player that you remember in, in your early childhood?
1: Kuda. Kuda was my man. Mm. Um, yeah. I've got Greek heritage. Um, I went to Lalo Secondary. So did he. Oh. Um, yeah. So it was it was Cuda that got me going early on and then sort of evolved to Fev and then Murph. And yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Look, we're, this is a question that we really are keen to ask uh, quite a few people because this we're Carlton Nuffies through and through and we love hearing about niche Carlton players. So I've got to ask, you said Kuda was your favorite, <laughs> but did you have a niche player that was your favorite, I guess, growing up or, or maybe even now, someone that maybe isn't super liked by a lot? Uh, maybe they've gone under the radar that for whatever reason, you just went, this is my man.
1: I was really, really into Satanta O'Halepin. <laughs> Whoa! That's a big I, I love the story. <laughs> yeah, I, I, at the start, of, like, I didn't know much about him. And then there was probably a point in 2010, 2011, no, 2010. Mm-hmm. I think he kicked a nice little bag of goals. It might have been against Geelong. And I remember thinking, Oh my god, we're going to turn him into a superstar. <laughs> um, totally irrational, but I loved, I loved where he was going, and it was hmm. unfortunate to see him finish up. But yeah, it's an, it's um, that's my random one for sure.
0: <laughs> I love that quality.
1: <laughs> um,
0: did you have? We'll go. I guess still down this rabbit hole. Is there a player that, for whatever reason, you were convinced was going to be a superstar that didn't, or was that simply just a tant for you? Because oh, i tell you what, I've got about 30 that I thought was going to be a superstar that did not plan out.
1: <laughs> so many. I mean, <laughs> oh, wow. Like Kane Lucas, Troy Menzel. Mm, classic. Um, yeah. yeah. There's so many of them. Matthew Watson. Um, I thought oh, Andrew McGuinness was going to be a star. Tom Williamson, Liam Stocker. Yeah.
0: No, that's good. I mean, look, Kane Lucas, Lockie would know, was a big one of mine. I somehow oh, in like yeah. high school, I think I was at the time. He accepted my friend request on Facebook and I thought I was the most popular man to ever walk this <laughs> earth. I was like, oh my God, I've got a future Brownlow medalist as my friend on Facebook. Didn't, didn't pan out. He probably unfriended me pretty quickly after, you know, as, as a fan, maybe seeing him a couple of happy DMs, but, you know, it is what it is.
2: Sugar could have been anything, mate. I remember. He could have been absolutely anything.
0: 100%. Um, going down memory lane, while we're still here, any other key moments that are maybe your favourites? Like, do you have a favourite game as well, looking back, that is just another happy time for you as a Carlton supporter?
1: Yeah. I mean, the finals are always special, given people our yeah. age haven't seen too many of them. But I won't give you any of them. It's it's round three, 2012. It's just... Mm, um, yeah. I'll never forget it. Like, we'd come off 2011, we played finals, we unlucky not to make it through the prelim. We started the season 2-0, and oh, we belted the pies, and I remember walking uh-huh. out of there like genuinely, genuinely mm-hmm. feeling like we are going to win the flag. It's going to happen. We're the best team in the league. And yeah, that was a special <sighs> night. Oh,
0: That was an incredible one. I remember myself, I was watching that at home, and just the vibe in the family household was something special. And even like the next day, I can't come home from school, and dad's like, the betting odds, we're, we're favorites. We're already favorites to win the flag. And there'd been a couple of maybe like, we've already gone over the top thinking we could do it, but that was the most weirdly realistic, holy shit, we're the best team in the competition. It was a, it was a wild night. It's
1: a special time to be alive, that's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, let's, let's move and gear this conversation a bit more towards the, uh, the present day as we look towards the season ahead. Uh, what are your expectations for 2023? And I guess what has to change for you uh, for us to make finals?
1: expectations. I expect us to not only make the finals, but I expect us to win a final. Mm, Um, that's what I expect. Now what needs to change? Um, we need to learn how to handle the final two minutes of a game. (laughs) Um, we probably need to beat a top four side or two. Um, and we need to be very mindful not to get complacent. I think if we can do those three things, then we can, you know, win the 14 games, 15 games that it requires to get a home final, whatever it is. And yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm very mindful of like not trying to push the bill on expectations. But mm. at the same time, I feel like we should have been playing finals for the last mm. two to three seasons. So, yeah. Mm, I love it. Who are the... Give us some names of the blokes.
2: Who are the guys we're going to look back on at the end of the season and we're going to go, they took that that step. And you can't say dudes because we know he's your man.
1: <laughs> Zach Williams. It's all yeah. about Zach Williams for me. I've been uh, a bit of a critic um, within reason, I would say, but I think the stars are aligning for Zach Williams to be Zach Williams, um, mm. get his body right. From all reports, he has done all the preseason, every session. Mm. So I'm looking at yeah. a guy like him also to you know help the leadership void with maturity as well, but we've probably lacked a little bit of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's the Zach Williams types, the Mitch McGovern types, the Jack Martin types. It's it's these guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dirds and Carroll and Kemp and and Motlop and these young ones. They'll have their moments and they'll be mm. little pockets of energy. But I'm not expecting them to really carry too much. Whereas mm-hmm. Zach, I'm expecting him to be Zach Williams and the guy yeah. that we brought into the club. You know, to be better than what he was at the Giants. So yeah.
0: I think that, yeah. that's a that's a really good shout. Like You look at his, obviously, the last game of the season, a moment where we need everything to go right. We need our big experienced players to step up, and he does. And just that competitiveness, the hunger, the attack on the ball, those little things are definitely elements that I think we're lacking. And he's shown it in, in glimpses. We need to get more out of him. And I think you've nailed, nailed it on the head there when you talk about him actually Having a decent preseason so far. It's not just the the cliches that come out of the club. It's the fact that so far, fingers crossed, hasn't been any injury hiccups. He, he seems to be be able to get the the physicality of preseason behind him. And yeah, we need a player like him to step up for sure.
2: Mm. And I guess the the big one to wrap it up. I mean, what what's getting you most excited about this season, mate? We're sitting here at the start of February. We're not too far away from the start. What are you? What are you looking forward to the most?
1: Uh, I mean, just being grateful to be in Melbourne for another season. Um, mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how many more years I'll be in Melbourne for a full season. You don't know what yep. the future is going to hold. That kind of thing. Um, so there's that at a base level, and then you know the 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 hope that we all have dangling in front of us of walking to the MCG for a final. Mm-hmm. You know that's something we've been waiting for for just too long i mean we got a little taste of it 10 years ago but you know to have the ability to like step into a realm of you know four five six years hopefully in a real window of success or you know um premiership or hopefully premierships um yeah hopefully this is the year that we actually get into the top eight and then who knows what can happen after that
0: yeah Yeah, no idiot love it It's something so special. Just that I I touch on it again, but like that last game, that big game atmosphere at the G, those last two weeks against Melbourne, against Collingwood. I haven't been at a game like that since an actual final. And that was 10 years ago, which is just ridiculous to think about. That's just what gets you excited. The amount of times I just stop during those games and just take it in and actually look around and be like, I just love this. Like, this is what footy is all about. So I agree with you there. Like, that is such a fun thing to be excited about. And I feel like it's that time of season where, You've you've had your break. You've had enough time off where you've digested everything, and you just you're, you're desperate now for some sort of action to start. Hundred mm. yep. we'll percent. And I love.
2: I just want to say I love the first part of that answer as well, Terry. Because it's easy to forget. It wasn't that long ago when we obviously couldn't get to a game.
0: Mm.
2: No one in the stands. We're very privileged that now we can get there, and it makes me even more excited to get there at every opportunity. You never know when. Yeah. You're not going to be able to see the boys live. Mm. So we've got to take those chances now that we can.
1: Yeah. The the footy just kind of gives you something to focus on um, mm. in a world with so much going on and being distracted. And mm. you know we're all trying to figure ourselves out as well in life and what we're doing with ourselves year to year and improving and, and all of that. So to have something that you can just lock into and give you structure every week, you know, where you're going to be on a weekend, you know exactly what you're going to be doing every Thursday when mm-hmm. the team's like, you know, things like that. <laughs> yeah. They, um, I don't know. They're, I think they're important. Well, for me personally, I don't know about um, how much it is for you guys, but just to know you've got a structure for, yeah, you know, a few months or six months out of the year. It's, um, I'm, I don't take that for granted.
0: Mm, absolutely absolutely love it now look thanks terry for joining us um you can find terry over at blue abroad which you probably already know um follow him um on all socials they'll all be linked in the comments and in the show notes of this one and find him on youtube subscribe that's what we need to do here and look thanks again terry for giving up your time and helping us celebrate our 100th episode
1: no anytime boys it's been an absolute pleasure and uh i just want to say one thing i you guys should be acknowledged for how consistent you've been with the way you go about it, you know, from episode one to a hundred, you're a positive influence um, on the community. And, you know, that can be hard to do with an emotional roller coaster that we have (laughs) with this club, but um, it's been, it's been cool to see the the growth and uh, I can't wait to do this again for episode 200.
0: Well, yeah, we'll see you there, mate, Uh, mate. Thanks. You've been so kind, far too kind. But yes, thank you. See you guys next time.